Hello and welcome to the new Nerd Nation Entertainment Podcast. I'm your host for today, Hank Zappa. Proud to be here. Today, as any other day, we have a guest. So let's give him a call. Good morning. Hi, Christina. It's uh, Hank Zappa. How are you? I'm good, Hank. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Um, you're live on the Nerd Nation Entertainment Broadcast. Uh, pleasure to have you on. Well, thank you, and it's good to be on. I, I'm excited to be on your show. Yeah, you're, um, you know, you're a wellness advocate and an entrepreneur and a very um, enlightening person. And I thought, what a better candidate than you. So thanks for being on. Well, thank you. It's nice to be appreciated, and, um, and those are very kind words. Thank you for that. Certainly. Word. Certainly. Um, yeah, so I wanted to talk about um, basically, you know, what is your daily routine? How do you stay well? Um and it doesn't have to be in a pandemic, just in general. What's your routine? Can you walk us through it? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it starts the evening before. And most important for me is to never eat after 6.30 p.m. You know, have your, your, your end-of-day meal early. Uh, if you're, you know, having a cocktail or beverages, whatever it is, sugars, keep it nothing after 7 p.m. I go to bed early. I like to go to bed by nine, and I like to wake up about five or six. I like eight hours of rest. Doesn't always mean I'll I'll rest straight through the night, you know, sleep straight through. But I I, I definitely need that meditative, quiet time. I wake up in the morning. Uh, I rise. I connect with my my dogs. You know, give them some time. I I say good morning to myself, to the world, to you know, thank you to the universe for allowing me the opportunity to have this day. I Amen. typically feel wonderful every day unless I, I have, you know, some kind of a, a cold or, you know, something I can't control. Sure. But as we all know, you know, you are what you eat. What you put in your body is going to impact how you wake up the following day. And I know going on 53 years old, the restorative process during sleep is, is so, so key to this, the success of your morning. So eating late at night, your body's just, your engine is going to run all night digesting the food. And if you are a drinking person and you have alcohol, then your liver is going to overcompensate as well. Sure. So my, my rule is nothing after seven. And if I have to go out or do something or, or, or you know, socialize, that's fine. It's strictly water, uh, no caffeine, no sugars, no desserts. Uh, if I'm kind of hungry before bed and I need a little something, I have a banana. Yes, I, like a I do the same. Banana. I do the same. You do. Yeah, that's that's or, genius. Or a couple of peanuts, you know, mm-hmm. salted, dry roasted nuts. Um, so I keep it really clean. I uh, only eat organic food. I do not eat processed foods. I um, don't do sodas. I don't do uh, dairy. I stay away from dairy, even though I really like brie cheese a lot. Um, I have a sensitivity to certain foods. Uh, I get high, so I have to be very careful. Right. There's triggers. Um, I'm not not on a 100% plant-based diet, and I'm not a vegan, but I do stay away from 
animal products in general. Once in a blue moon, I have a little bit of grilled chicken. Uh, I like a shrimp. Uh, I'll, I'll have an oyster here and there. But uh, for the most part, I just eat clean and light and natural. I'm very much into, um, I'm very slender. I always have been, but I have to stay. Uh, not to interrupt, what, um, I got a question for you. What brought you to the point or were you always that way? And if you were always that way, where you're super healthy, um, who inspired that? Well, the inspiration was my mother. She mm-hmm. was a, um, a fabulous uh, homemaker, and, and, and she, she made all our food homemade when we grew up as kids. I mean, I can remember my favorite dishes, you know, and, and, and it just always, every single dinner was, was homemade by mom, except for Sunday night pizza. And um, if you grew up in Michigan, it was always Little Caesars pizza, you know, the two for two. Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. Sunday was pizza night. Nice. Um, <laughs> my mother was um, into, uh, oh gosh, when it was, remember Jane Fonda came out with like doing aerobics? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, my huge. My mom was an aerobics instructor and she always kept us fit. I grew up uh, in Michigan and my, my hobby my, was horses. So I grew up in a barn. I grew up around animals, um, loving my animals. So, of course, that's a very clean, pure environment. And I started doing um, uh, acting and modeling and television commercials when I was about 15 or 16 in Detroit. And um, just because somebody, I don't know who I met or whatever, said, hey, you know, you're, you're kind of cute. Why don't you try doing this? And I did. And, and that kind of took off. And then I ended up in New York in Manhattan when I was about 18 and I had representation by the, you know, the major agencies there. And I, I moved right into uh, film and television and had a fantastic career. And I studied acting and, and the arts in New York in, in the 80s. And through that process, I, um, I became very much into going to health spas around the world. Yeah. Uh, I went up to the Canyon Ranch in the Berkshires, and then I went off to St. Lucia. I would go by myself, and I would check into these places, and I would just spa and zen and cleanse and swim. And I was not an alcohol person. Uh, I don't That's good. recall how, how I figured that one out. I just know that, you know, when you're younger, you try things, and none of it ever agreed with me. You know, it just would make me not feel well. Sure. So I, I never really became... Um, I, I loved going out and had lots of fun. I was definitely, a, you know, a party girl, a lot of energy, but uh, alcohol was never my friend. And I stumbled into cannabis at one point, and um, I liked that. But I didn't do anything, and the reason I wasn't doing anything is because my philosophy with film and television and theater, as I was studying for over a decade in New York, is it had to be absolutely pure and natural. Nothing could cloud your emotions because if you're acting which is what I was truly doing because my goal was to do a play which I ended up uh, doing Sam Shepard's Pulitzer Prize winning play Buried Child I played the lead actress in that play and I never ever wanted anything to cloud my natural truth so that's the way I was for most of my young adult life and um, I had my son when I was 35 and I was pure clean i birthed him uh i had a c-section and he came out and i was like wow you're amazing and i um, <laughs> went on this 18-year journey uh, as his mother and again as a mother you, you want to be clean and pure you know you want yes. the best and then i started looking into his lifestyle and his health and his wellness and 
um, making homemade baby foods and pureeing his food and, and sourcing the water for the formulas, making sure he had the cleanest, purest possible water to drink. So, yeah. Now let's time. let's talk about that for a second. Water, um, because I, I know you ventured off in that as well in that area. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know. I honestly myself didn't know how important good water actually is for you. You know, water that's alkaline and, you know, just full of greatness. Um, what's uh, what was your water venture like? And and do you do you drink the average eight cups a day that you're supposed to or mm, what's try. your. Yeah, I think we all do. I think we all try. <laughs> I do. I, I, I hydrate. My Part of my morning is I have, I, you know, when I do get up, I, I have a, a cup of coffee. Yeah. You know, just black coffee. Then I have an, an apple. I always have an apple. And then I drink water all morning on ice. And if I want to put a little lemon in it, I do. But that's my morning. I flush out my body every morning nice. when I wake up because you've been dehydrated all night. You know, I always have a cup of water by my bed, which I typically, you know, once or twice eat something. But um, water is so important, and I get that all in, and then I get to lunch. And lunch is when I dive into proteins, chicken, fish, shrimp, like no carbs because you get tired, but lots of, like, lettuces and things like that because then you want to get back to work. Right. And one thing I do do is I make sure I stop for lunch. I think that's so important to, to stop, like with the rest of the world, whatever time zone you're on you need to take that break you need to eat your food you know and let your body and your yourself kind of decompress after that morning marathon yeah can you know you just made me think can we talk about that a little bit uh you know i know in hollywood and being a model or, or whatnot you're faced with anemia and you know um things of that nature so did you ever face that? You know, you're always on the move, go, go, go. Did you ever face any any health issues, even though no, you've been super healthy? No. no, I was, um, the only health issue I had was when I was very young. I was bulimic and anorexic. Okay. And I had no reason for that other than I copycatted a girlfriend in high school to be cool. Yeah, and it, car- it it did carry over into my early twenties, and I was very very I was too thin, and I was I had to relearn my relationship with food, um, and but I did it myself. I was about twenty two, and I said I've had enough of this, and I did. I re I redefined food, and made it work for me. And then what I did as an advocate, which is something I always do throughout my life, is I joined um, the American Anorexia and Bulimia Association and did events for them in New York City and spoke to kids at schools, um, was on television shows with doctors, you know, saying, you know, you're, you're not alone in this. You can get, you can be, you can get on the other side. And that was part of my healing process. And every time a young woman would come to me and say, you, thank you, you know, I have this problem. And somehow she found a, ho- a door of hope. Yes. So I did that, <clears throat> and that was really good. And then I um, I moved on from it. You know, I mean, I didn't want to like you know. It's been that's like 25 years ago. So you just reminded me that I even had that issue. Thank you for reminding me. Right. <laughs> yeah. That. No, and I'm glad you. I'm glad you moved on from it. And I'm glad you said that because, you know, people don't move on from situations. 
And then when they don't move on, they don't grow. And if you don't grow, you're stuck, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, I didn't mean to um, to bring up a, a dark, if it was a dark time, but I just wondered because I know um, women face iron, iron deficiency, you know, and are low on iron and all these different problems that aren't even talked about. So I just kind of wondered... Um, you know, what was your testimony like and and if you had been through that? Yeah, I've been through all, I mean, everyone has a unique body and a unique way of, of providing the fuel for the body and you have to find what works for you. You know, some people can, like I said, dairy is not my friend. I'll get hives. I love dairy. I love eggs. I love all of that. You know, some people can thrive on that and others cannot. So, for example, with iron, like I know... Sometimes I just need, like, steamed spinach with lemon on a cup of steamed brown rice. And mm, that sounds like, yummy. Bing, bing. Right. <laughs> it is good. So I just eat real clean, and I, I do okay. You know, I could probably eat more than what I eat, but I eat well, and I feel balanced, and I feel smart and bright and um, hydrated. And, and one of the reasons, you know, we go, jump back to water, it's so important to drink, you know, really good, good water and um, it was just recently, like in the last couple of years, I, um, I rediscovered cannabis. Oh, okay. My yoga practice. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd had a hysterectomy early. Um, and I was lucky. You know, I, I had menopause. I'm only 52, and I was done with that five years ago. So my body is incredible because I don't menstruate. I don't have any of the typical female hormonal um changes going on so right. I can really count on my body being what it is and it's, I'm very athletic I'm very like I do my yoga um, but what I found with cannabis is it's not something that I like in the evening I prefer it more in the morning daytime and you know if I do it and it, it's wonderful for yoga mm-hmm. and but what I didn't like is that I'm not a smoker I don't smoke I'm allergic to smoke I'm allergic to tobacco so how am I going to I get it in me. I don't like edibles because there's ingredients in edibles that are I'm, I could have hives and reactions to. Yeah, those can be so, dangerous. Those can be dangerous. Very dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, not, I'm just not into the edible thing at all. But what I did think was really interesting is, well, why not drink it? You know, put it in a water, in a still and sparkling water. So I did this about a year ago. And I have a, um, a, a product coming out into market where you, you get to drink it, don't smoke it. You can have either, you know, your CBD or your THC and still or sparkling water. And then I thought, well, why not take it to a whole nother level and do a brunch collection so that you could have your Prosecco, Mimosa, Mojito, Margarita, all those uh, Bloody Mary, like all those lovely cocktails with THC or CBD. Nice. You can spike it up however you want. Sure. And then I have a, um, a fitness line and a holistic line. So the holistic line is um, more like your, um, I can't remember what they are, this is right off the top of my head, but, you know, things that you would drink like Asya, um, ginseng, turmeric, you know, like juicing, like things where, you, you know, you're going to get that juice shot, like a wheatgrass, and you could have your CBD in that, or your THC. And then you can have the, um, the fitness line, which is like you're going to the gym. So we have like um, coconut water, we have strawberry, melon, orange, 
cucumber, the cucumber, cucumber is delicious. Hint of mint. Yeah, cucumber is so underrated. It's so underrated. Like cucumber tastes very delicious. And I, I, there's this meme out there where this guy he 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 does a whole rap about the cucumber <laughs> and like how it's so important for you. And I feel like it's underrated. It, it's so many uh, health benefits to that as well. Mm-hmm. Cucumber, watermelon, mm-hmm. really good for you. So, so I created the whole collection for. The, we call it like the lifestyle collection, but there's you know cannabis people are are each to his own. You know, some people just are totally THC people. So I thought, well, if you want THC when you're going, you're waking up in the morning because that's your thing, and right. you know, put it in. Put it in your ginseng, you know, juice and that kind of. So that's what I, I did. See, I think that people don't do that though because their mindset. Um, you know, we've been taught that operating on THC or anything is under the influence. Um, oh, of course. But I you recently. Oh yeah, totally. Anyone would do this. Right. I don't know when or where they do it, but my my thought process is this is all about at the right moment and time, not like when you're going to work. You right. Know, I don't think anybody should be on anything. I'm just saying, like you know, if it's a Sunday morning and you're going to the gym and you want to have your little THD morning, you know. Well, I I said that I say that because I think that a lot of people don't know that you can function still. You know, there's, uh, I actually recently rediscovered um, cannabis myself, and, you know, I, I look into it more now. I read up on it more, and there's certain things that will totally knock you out and put you to sleep, and then there's totally things out there that can really inspire you and get you to open up and and kind of just move move throughout your day. And I think it's great what you're doing. I love it, and that that's why I wanted to have you on. I think um, you are a great uh, entity to society. Um, you've been dedicated to social change since 2008, um, I read up. And that is that's phenomenal because that's kind of how I started Nerd Nation. Is like I wanted to just be a help. I wanted to be a change because... I had been picked on and, and this and that, and I, I didn't realize I was a victim because I just didn't realize it because I always had the victor mentality. I never played the victim, and I don't think you have either, and that's why I also adore you is because, um, you know, you keep going. Like, no matter what's thrown at you, no matter what uh, business endeavor you have to tackle, uh, you're a very strong person, um, and I love that about you. And it's so cool. I, I wanted to give our viewers a little background on how we met. Uh, so you have one of these cool uh, driving cars where you don't need push to start. You don't need a key, and you drove that it's an thing. Car. Yeah, <laughs> how you drove that thing so far, but you drove it so far without the key. She she left the key back at the club, and she had a very busy interview in the morning, and I was like, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. So, you know, you get your rest, and then first thing in the morning, I had your keys ready, and it, and it felt so good to do that, and that's how we connected. And I think it's, uh, and it's a pleasure because we never even talked since then. 
Uh, but I I had this little thing going on, and I I really wanted uh, you know your insight on it because there is a lot of people out there suffering and and depressed and not knowing how to keep on and keep going. And I think that whether you have money or whether you don't have money, there's there's always a way to keep going. You know. Oh, absolutely, and and. But it's so true, and, and you, you, you you just you have to walk through the door every day. Yes. You know where you're going. You set your agenda for the week. I set my agenda for uh, seasons now. I go through quarters. It mm-hmm. helps me not be overwhelmed. And then I break it down by the week. Every Sunday is, is my, my mark, you know, and then I start over with my spiritual practice. And, okay, what is this week? What are my goals? What am I going to achieve by the end of the week? And then there's the daily to-do list, of course. You know, we all have that. Sure. But it, it helps me not be overwhelmed. And part of the warrior in me, though, because I truly am, like, we, we, we spoke about Wonder Woman. Yes, yes. One of my favorite uh, superhero characters. I hadn't thought about that in, in ever. And, and, and that was what you, you know, inspired me to re-remember her. And Wonder Woman, to me... It was, a, it was that she would go, she would transition out of her regular wardrobe into Wonder Woman and, and then be Wonder Woman. And I think women are Wonder Women all the time. I mean, we're mothers, yes. we're, we're, we're working, we're entrepreneurs, we're, we're nurturers, we're, we're taking care of the home, we're wives, we're whatever we are. I mean, our spouses, you know, I mean, you could be married to another woman, whatever you are. And men are equally wonderful as well. But I think Wonder Women are, are um, being given more recognition now in, in, in the social change, as you call it. Um, my Wonder Woman has always been there, but back to 2008, when I really got into social change as a public figure was when I produced and directed The Wall Street Conspiracy. Congratulations. That's, up, that's amazing. Thank you. Well, it was one of those things where you, you, you never thought that's what you were going to do. True. So... And I ended up spending a decade covering the U.S. financial crisis. I became one of the most well-known filmmakers uh, in the world on behalf of the U.S. financial crisis. And the film actually contributed to the conversation. And to this day, the problem has not been resolved. But there's another movement taking place with the same cast that was in my film. And they're going to Washington now. And they... You know, they know the election is going on, and it's a difficult time to have a voice. But after the election, they fully intend to uh, clean up Wall Street. And so I'm a part of that, like, lightly on the other side, because I'm I'm not producing film. Well, I'm actually producing a, t- a TV show, a travel show. Oh, nice. Cruising Cannabis. Yeah, it's Cruising Cannabis. My uh, co-producing partner is Kenny Olson. We met in Michigan in grade school. He's a... a, a very, very well-known um, musician. He's a, a guitar player, and he started the band with Kid Rock, and, and um, he's still on tour these days with some amazing people out in California from Pink Floyd's original band. And We collaborated to do Cruising Cannabis, and it's a travel show from his tour bus, and we're going to go state by state in the United States and break down the culture of cannabis. I'm like, okay, what's being made in, in that state? What are the products that are being made? Like, whether it's edibles or cosmetics or clothing and then also look into the musical culture around cannabis and Kenny's going to do an original score for the show and then after 
all the interviews and we take you on the journey of the state. We take you on natural adventures, like if there's wonderful waterfalls or going swimming in Lake Superior or paddleboarding, you know, like whatever, whatever's going on that's like exciting, we'll do. And then I'm going to um, journey into the spas and show the wellness side of cannabis and how women are getting massaged and, you know, hemp oil and whatever beauty products there are going on. And then at the end of every show, Kenny's going to host an acoustic jam bonfire by the tour bus with the musicians of that state. That is so cool. Yeah, and it'll be COVID. We were trying to think of, uh, well, the show was in uh, pre-production before COVID happened, and then we were like, well, we still want to do the show because we want to shoot in November uh, in Michigan. We're starting with Michigan as our first state, and like the foliage and the fall, you know, it'll be so cool. Um, So we thought, let's take the tour bus because then we can be outside. You know, we don't have to congregate inside studios and we don't have, we can, you know, fresh air be outside. So yeah, fresh air does wonders. (laughs) Most definitely. And then my water brand, I'm doing a Michigan made water as well. The cannabis infused beverage. Um, I'm going to produce it out of Michigan with uh, the great lakes water. So I'm, transitioning my product line uh you know h20420 may or may not have come out with that might be like a different division because it's more geared towards the millennials and i'm looking to do a product line that's a little bit more upscale more sophisticated for the adults so when you're you know you're out at a wedding or you're out at a reception a black tie party or wherever you are you can you know you can have the drink it, don't smoke it concept, you know, and, and enjoy cannabis socially without going out into the street and sparking up a joint, which is socially still unacceptable. It, it, it never will be acceptable. It is, because not everybody thinks the same way. So, yeah. Well, smoking is a contradiction. It Everyone is. Everyone says don't smoke, it's smoke, you know, it's smoking, don't smoke. So I love that. And when I grew up in Michigan, everything in my family was about the art of the glass. When we sat at the table... Even if it was Little Caesar's Sunday pizza night, you had the water glass and you had the white wine glass and the red wine glass. And my stepfather used to bring the glasses in from London. He, he had special glasses. And even if we were as kids having milk, we had to have it in a special glass. And so as I'm going forward, I'm and there's this whole cannabis movement, you know, and there's books out called, you know, the new Chardonnay and, and um, you know, just all kinds of um, the art of etiquette. Um, what's her name? Mary Lizzie post it came out with a, a book about cannabis and now I'm kind of in the, the art of the glass like drink it don't smoke it so you can have your champagne your Prosecco and it tastes like Prosecco it looks like Prosecco but it's got THC in it or CBD and it's alcohol free so all those people out there in the world who don't like alcohol for whatever reason you know right. or you're a diabetic or you're on medications or you just are, are, are you know you're you know you you're you're a recovering alcoholic you know whatever it is it and i had one in our family and we had to go through how does that person reintegrate socially and we used to get champagne glasses on all the tables and bottles of um sparkling water and we would put the sparkling water in the champagne glasses so that that person felt comfortable didn't feel left out yeah it worked yeah yeah that's awesome celebrate you need the glass so now it's like taking the cannabis into the glass so people can have it however they want it and so that's the art of the glass I should probably do a book and um, 
And that's that's where I'm at right now. I mean, I'm very excited about the the cannabis industry and the wellness of it. I've been in it now about two years, and. Yeah, I love it. You for a Monday morning. I mean, you really lifted me up. This is like such a great conversation. You know, yeah, I had uh, I experienced different energies all the time, but your energy is so fantastic. You wouldn't even think a pandemic was going on. (laughs) You know, like I really, really enjoy talking to you. I've been COVID safe and I've done things differently. I did something this year that I've never done, which is exciting. You know, typically um, my husband and I, we always have a a boat, not a yacht, not a super yacht, but a yacht. Yeah, yeah. Travel by boat, go down the Caribbean, put the family on it kind of thing, sleep at 12. And that was always how we, we always had that. And we don't have that right now. Right. We were transitioning out of, you know, empty nesting. My son just went to college. You know, we were just reconfiguring our whole life and COVID happened and we're like oh so this summer for vacation we didn't know what to do because we wanted to travel a little bit but we we didn't want to go into hotel we you know we wanted to still stay oh sure so we bought a tent a really cool big enormous tent and went glamping and I stayed in a tent for the month of July and August, I made a deal with my husband, and I said, eight weeks, we're going to do this, and that way we can go to the Upper Peninsula in Michigan and be safe. And we right. did this, uh, and it was unbelievably amazing. I, I mean, I, I ended up in Michigan and then the northern uh, foothills of the Catskill and Berkshire Mountains. That is so we cool. Didn't do it in, I know. We, we didn't do it, though, in campgrounds. We did it on our friend's private land. Yeah, I had a couple uh-huh. friends that went up there and went to Mackinac Island as well. It's beautiful. Oh, I wanted to go there. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. But I highly recommend it. So I got back to nature. Mm-hmm. I never had done that. So for, for us with COVID and the pandemic, we found a way to do something we've never done before and have an experience. And now our tent is packed up and put away. We said, we, you know, we, we agreed by Labor Day weekend we'd be done. But, um, sure, sure. But it was it was it was wonderful. I, I and I have to say, I I I I grew as a person by by going out into the tent, and I realized there's a culture now. There's a movement going on with um, the RV world. The yes. World. Yes. It's a big thing. Everyone's wanting to move around, but stay self-contained, and that was how cruising cannabis evolved into the tour bus. And, you know, Kenny said, well, I lived on a tour bus, you know, just take the bus. That's the way rock stars roll. Oh, yeah. And I thought, that's perfect. So, so much positive has come out of um, all of this social change and along with a lot of alarmingly negative, you know, what's going on out there in the world. The rebels, you know, there are people rebelling. Sure. But I think I think that's also healthy. People need to express themselves. And unfortunately, some some do it in. You know, extreme ways, yes. <laughs> exactly. And I, I would hope that we can all become more unified and pol- put, like, our political agendas aside. Amen. Support our command- yeah, just support the commander-in-chief, whoever that person is. Yeah, because whoever wins, whoever wins, it's going to be crazy. So it's like, 
I think we all need to unify before there's a winner, <laughs> you know? It would be nice. Right. Would just say, fuck, okay, that's to, you know, do this job and mm-hmm. let's respect the job. I mean, I don't right. want to wake up every day and run the United States. Yeah, it's, it's big world? shoes to fill. It's, a, it's an enormous responsibility. So yeah. I give a lot of credit to anybody who wants to try and do it. I Amen. really do. Amen. Well, yeah, we're uh, we're a little out of time, Christina. Um, it's a pleasure pleasure having you on. Thanks for being on. You are such a busy person. You're busy in your community. You're busy with your family, your husband, and you know I don't. You are Wonder Woman. <laughs> you know, like you wake up at the crack of dawn and you do that. Repeat, 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 and that's that's fantastic. Like, thank you for being on. Thank you. You've made my Monday. I love Monday. Monday's my favorite day. Like, yes, the week is fresh. Let's go. Let's yes. see what we can get done. And and it's all about, you know, in a, doing what you need to do for yourself, of course, and your family. But then, okay, how does what I do extend out into the, the community? And, like, what you're doing with your podcast, I admire you for Thank sharing you. your vision. And your, you are now part of the community. And by interviewing different folks all the time, you're somebody's going to connect with something, you know? Right, and I, right. Oh, and That's... the nerds. We talked with the nerds. I think it is so cool because I raised a son. He's now 18. Mm-hmm. And there were times when he was younger and he would say, Mom, I'm a nerd. And I would say, but that's not a bad thing. Nerds are now cool because of Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. They are. They made nerds super cool. They're the, like, the, the billionaires of the world now. True. They're the entrepreneurs. They kind of redefined what a nerd is and they're not bitter a lot of them aren't bitter like you would think after being bullied or whatever that people would be bitter but they've become better and that's what i respect about the any nerd you know but i think we're all nerds at the end of the day (laughs) you know we all have these little little quirks and and we just we just got to learn how to coexist you know at the end of the day so and love yourself for who you are yes amen most important and, you know, really go, go forward every day with your truth and be true to the world. And no matter what happens, I mean, you know, not, not everything is, is what you want. I mean, my mom passed away from cancer unexpectedly. Yeah, thank you. And I, <coughs> that was not something I wanted. You know, I yeah. did not want that to happen, but it had to happen. And you, that's, she keeps me going. I mean, every day if I have a little bit of a, hmm, Oh, you know, something isn't quite right, or I think I don't, I can't climb that mountain, or I, I, I look to her, and I'm like, she she died in my arms with my sister. We were holding her. Oh, my gosh. And yes, in a hospice. It was very beautiful, and, but it was, it was so powerful. Right. And nothing comes close to that in life now, other, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm very, real when I wake up every day about you can do anything you want if you're alive all you have to do is get up and go and stay hydrated you know stay off drugs and alcohol and and get focused and and if you're lost enjoy being lost but be clean and clear about it and 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 you'll find something never give up hope don't even think suicide is an option I mean we I had a suicide in my family and I it was about 14 years ago and one of the most successful people I knew 
just just bit the dust one day and it was such a big shock and you think oh my gosh no there's always hope there's always an answer yeah i always say hope hope dies last you know that's the last thing to go when you're just totally out of life and everything changes that's the yes. thing i've learned in my 53 years it's never going to stay the same your business is going to change your food allergies are going to change Amen. your body's going to change everything is changing all the time so you know all you can do is is do the best you can take really good care of your body and make sure that you don't eat late at night so you get that sleep because that is if i don't if i mess up like i do every once in a while you know i eat something after 8:30 or whatever and not the same right it, it, like it throws so off the whole next day it does yeah. And it was Tom Cruise who said that in an interview. I, I'll never forget reading that 20 years ago. He, he said, someone was interviewing him, and they said, what's your, what's your, what do you do? How do you stay so fit and focused? Because he's such a focused guy. And he said, I never eat after 7 o'clock at night. Nothing. And I was like, how do you do that? You know. But if you do it, it really does work. I mean, it's an incredibly different uh, way of being. You just wake up feeling fabulous. You know what? You just inspired me. I'm going to try that. Oh, yeah. Like I said, if you need something, like a little bit of a banana or like maybe a, a dry peanut, you know, no oil, just a, it's something very simple and not very much of it. Sure. And I just, oh, my gosh. I mean, I just have so much energy. I don't drink coffee during the day. I only have coffee in the morning. You can just fly. Yeah. On natural energy. That's beautiful. I mean, I've always, like, enjoyed natural high over any high. I mean, yeah, because it lasts longer. It lasts a lot longer, you know. High is life. High is living. High Amen. Is like being in, in the now, right, right here and now, and then everything else. Even you know my cannabis water, it has a moment. You know, it's. I think there's another um, recommendation my mom gave me was everything in moderation. Find your moderation. Find your moment. You know, yeah. um, people that go through addiction or habitual routines. You know. Don't be so hard on yourself. You know, just flow, ebb and flow, ebb and flow. But that, the ebb and the flow, I found my flow, and um, and it's wonderful. It really is wonderful. And stay away from, like, you know, toxic chemicals and, you know, indoor air quality. All of that is so key as well to, to feeling, you know, very healthy. You know, you have to have fresh air. Fresh air is, is fresh air and fresh water, very, very important. Yeah, take care. We'll we'll have you back soon. We'll have you back soon. I really enjoyed this convo. Uh, we're a little out of time, but uh, thank you and keep going. Keep going. Keep your head up and oh, thank and thanks again for being on. Thank you. You made me strong. Happy Monday.